Those that humble themselves will be exalted. What a peculiar statement by Jesus. How can we understand this? How can we exalt ourselves by being humbled? Perhaps the place to start is with the understanding of the word humble. The English word humble comes from the Latin word humus, which means earth or dirt. The humble person, therefore, is the person who knows the stuff of which he or she is made. Remember that in the book of Genesis, God creates the human person out of the dirt of the earth. So the humble person is the honest person, the person who who can admit the common clay, the imperfect stuff out of which all of us are made. The humble person is the honest person, the person who can admit failing shortcomings and sins. That person knows that he or she is not perfect and there is no impulse to pretend differently. So when we read about another scene in which Jesus goes straight for the jugular, again, of the scribes and Pharisees, we should be attentive. Jesus' criticism in the gospel is an invitation to this kind of humility. Practically for us, I think the scribes and the Pharisees were no more hypocritical or proud than any other group of people in any time of history. Their role in the story is to stand in for us, to stand in for me when I fail. Their faults and shortcomings are meant to represent our shortcomings and faults. Their hypocrisy and sensitivity and love of honor are a reminder to us of how often we are hypocritical and insensitive and addicted to the respect of others. In light of these shortcomings in us, Jesus invites us to humility, invites us to honesty, invites us to recognize the flaws in our lives. Jesus promises that if we can acknowledge the imperfect clay out of which we are made, we can release both goodness and power. There's an old story among the American Indians of a 12-year-old boy who was bitten by a poisonous snake and died. His grieving parents carried the boy to the holy man in the village. The parents and the holy man sat around the dead boy for hours in silence. Finally, the father got up and he placed his hands on the feet of his son. He said, in all my life, I have not been as attentive to my family as I needed to be. With those words, the poison left the boy's feet. The mother then got up and placed her hands on the boy's heart. She said, In all my life, I have not loved my family as deeply as they needed me to love them. And the poison left the boy's heart. Then the holy man got up and placed his hands on the boy's head. He said, In all my life, I have not truly believed the words that I have preached to others. With that, the poison left the boy's head and he sat up, alive again. The story proclaims a parallel truth that admitting who we are has the power to heal. 
Admitting our own faults and shortcomings can bring something that is dead back to life. That is why Jesus calls us to humility and honesty. Why he says that those who humble themselves will be exalted. Because in humbling ourselves with the truth of our imperfections, we release power and life into our world. The old phrase comes to mind from my social work background. In reference to the need to recognize our faults, we need to name it to tame it. However, how contrary this truth is to the beliefs and practice of our society. Politicians from the president on down are always spinning the truth, trying to make us believe that they make no mistakes and they have nothing to hide. Executives in business spend millions of dollars settling lawsuits so that matters can be resolved without admitting any liability recognizing that any harm has been done. Leaders in our very church, even though they acted quickly to protect our children when the scandal broke out, may have been slower than we wanted in admitting their own responsibility. There are still but a handful of clerics willing to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the mess and the harm that was done. So if leaders in government, in business, and in our church are reluctant to admit that they have made mistakes, does it not make it more difficult for us to admit the humble, honest truth about ourselves? What our society seeks to do with our imperfections is hide them and deny them. Against all of this influence, Jesus still calls us to be honest, to be humble, to admit the truth about ourselves and our own imperfections. He assures us that such humility will not harm us, but rather deepen our life. What power there could be in marriages and in friendships if we could more easily say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I hurt you. I'm sorry that I did not meet your expectations or your needs. How much easier it could be to forgive someone, to heal a broken relationship, if we could say, I am not perfect. I too am a sinner. I have in my own way contributed to the estrangement that exists between us. These words cost us nothing. How much more freedom could we have if we could admit our shortcomings and work to correct them, but at the same time continue to believe that people love us not because we are perfect, but because we can be genuine and honest in admitting our faults and our need to grow. We do have value, but... Our value comes from the fact that God has made us and because he loves us, not from the illusion that we are without fault. This is why we can be honest, why we can humbly admit that we are not perfect. This is why those who are humbled can be exalted because admitting the truth about ourselves releases power. 
the power to take the poison out. The power to bring something that was dead back to life. Amen.